Hello, and welcome to Grow in Your Magic. I am here, sitting, laying, with my daughter that was born two days ago. So that is going to be the subject of this podcast. I um, felt intuitively drawn to do a uh, ramble episode and see where it goes. I mean, that's what my episodes have been like uh, lately. Um, A lot of it, really, I want to be able to remember for myself. Um, I feel a lot of upgrades, a lot of changes, a lot of shifts um, right when she was born. So I just want to talk about it a little bit. I'll talk a little bit about the birth and a little bit about what I've been learning and the struggles that I had like right at the end for any moms that may have the same kind of um, issues or this um, curious of different mom stories like there's there's so many reasons that I'm wanting to uh, make this podcast episode so if you've been sticking around with me uh, up until now I have made many shifts in this podcast. Um, Right now, we are doing them very raw and very just conversational, seeing where things go, intuitively led, and um, I'll end it with a tarot card poll. Um, Hopefully, I'll get to that this episode, Um, but being very forgiving with myself and uh, yeah, just seeing what, uh, what comes up and uh what I need to say I did just have a baby so my brain's a little slow and I haven't been podcasting in a while um it has been a while I've been checking in a little bit here and there but yeah here we go um thank you for listening and tune in for the ride (laughs) so my due date was April 11th I am currently recording this on April 7th and on April 4th I I had a feeling she was going to be coming early a little bit early I was like not gonna be a lot but I also didn't want to get my hopes up because I'd be like oh no she uh like if she if she came late I would have gone crazy because my my son came nine days late so I um we were getting things ready at the house um, the past couple of weeks. We had to do some renovations. We we redid the um, bedroom and made it nice and bright and open, um, way more open than it was before. We like took out closets and all this stuff so that we could you know co sleep with her um, easier. Um, and we knew that we were going to do a home birth, and yes, we. I gave birth in the camper, um, and then we have plans to do a bunch of other things to this camper, but we were going to put it off until the summertime when it's warmer, and after she's here, because we had no idea when she would come, babies come when they want to, um, so our, but our water pump had frozen, and then once it started getting warm, it cracked and leaked and 
noticing that there was water under the carpet and the floor was warping. So, um, we had done, we had done the floors in the bedroom. So we, um, just continued them into the rest of the house, um, which we have such a nice Florida. We absolutely love our floor. It's really cool. It's like a wood-like, um, vinyl something or other, um, something specific, but it's what Nick does for a living. So he was able to do it. And then our little entertainment system, which was like built in for a box TV, we were able to um, take it out, reinforce it, change it, build it up completely from scratch. And now we're, we have a closet, so we're going to be um, installing um, shelves and different things so that we can uh, have good organization and our clothes aren't all over the place. Um, but yeah, we love how it turned out and it made things a lot more open for um, what we needed and we didn't get everything completely done because she did come early and just life and we've been so busy but I had this intuitive feeling of I need to make a really big soup (laughs) I need to make a soup with protein and beans and veggies and I have not had much energy at all lately or at that point so I made up the soup, just threw a bunch of cans and and vegetables and chicken in it and made it on up and it was so nutritious and so yummy and good. And then a couple hours after that, I was like, hmm, I feel like I really need to shave my legs. <laughs> I've been wanting to for a while. So I shaved my legs with like a warm washcloth and um water and soap and you know a razor (laughs) as you do and I was very determined to do it on my own I was I sat and shaved my legs and then it was shortly after that I kept going to the bathroom and I went to the bathroom and then I stood up and oh liquid just kept coming out and I had no control over I'm like so, um, I think that my water broke and Nick was here and, uh, he's like, oh, okay. And there was like a little bit of a moment of panic and I was like, it's okay. We're going to just, uh, I'm going to call my mom. I'm going to call the midwife and we're going to get the show on the road. I wasn't having any contractions. Felt totally fine. Um, so I called my midwife and I let her know. She was like, okay cool, keep me updated, let me know when any contractions start coming, and just, uh, keep me updated, but get some rest, um, it took, like, we took, like, an hour to clean up the place, um, as best we could, because we knew that there was gonna be people in there, and, um, so we just shoved a bunch of stuff in the closet, and cleaned up, and, um, then Nick needed to, I was like, Nick, you need to go to bed, I want you to be up and ready, and, and have some, some sleep in you, um, because he was, had worked a really, really long day, so he went to sleep, I laid down, and around midnight started having contractions, they were four to six minutes apart for about an hour, they weren't super intense, but my body kept shaking and, like, convulsing, because of, like, the hormones and adrenaline that were starting to run through me, so I started counting those contractions 
and then trying to calm my mind down. One of the biggest things for me was fear, or the fear of not knowing how it was going to go. I was dealing with a lot of hip pain and round ligament pain because I was sick. I got sick twice during my pregnancy and I was just down for the count. <laughs> I was bedridden a lot. I didn't, I wasn't as physical um, moving as I wanted to be and stay flexible. Um, so I didn't know what was going to be happening. I didn't know how long. The pushing just sounded horrendous. Like, I don't know how this is going to work. This is going to hurt so bad. Um, so my on just having another baby and being able to come to that conclusion because I had an IUD. We were not planning on having another one for, for quite a while. And where she's like, no, I'm here. <laughs> she, she wanted to be here. And we don't regret it at all. Um, but I was working on the mental side of things and feeling scared. And I was trying to calm myself down. I was texting a friend and I'm kind of giving her updates and and then the contractions stopped for a little bit, slowed down. So I was able to get some sleep for a couple hours. And um, my midwife hadn't heard from me. So she like texted me. She's like, how you doing? And it's like, the, they slowed down. And they're starting to like pick back up again. I got a little bit of sleep. Um, but they, they're, they're coming back. Um, and then they started coming back pretty hardcore to the point where I'm like, I can't text anymore. So I just handed the phone to Nick because my midwife told me she's like, once you, once you call me or once Nick calls me, I will know that it's time. So she sent over the her the other midwife that was like main one midwife. I don't like calling her the assistant, um, because she's a full midwife. She was the assistant midwife to Alice's birth, and she was my favorite. I loved her so much, so that's why I chose um, this midwife set duo, <laughs> so that I could follow um, this one midwife, and um, I just loved her energy, and she was so calm and cool, so I, she said that she was going to send her over, because she was a lot closer, so she came on over, and started to check on my vitals, and I was doing okay, um, but definitely, um, feeling it, but it wasn't much longer than the contractions started to feel really, well, not, not the contractions, but the pain of my hips were feeling really intense, and it was just so much pressure, and they felt locked, and it didn't give me any break in between, contractions the contractions were just annoying at that point it hurt so much to be in any position I kept moving around I was walking um I was a lot more mobile than I was with Atlas and I never got into like this mindset of like it's you just kind of go into a different state of mind and I was like why am I not there yet I really struggled with doubting myself that I was able to do it because it was the most pain I had ever felt and the shaking and I was like if I could just stop shaking this would be so much easier I I was just I was scared um the pain really held things (laughs) 
back, I think, a little bit, even though it all was happening pretty fast. Um, and the contractions were getting closer and more intense, which made the hips more intense. And she was getting lower and lower, and it was just excruciating was the only way that I could put it. And I was like, I, I kept saying, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And at the beginning, I was really trying to have meditation and, and like, breathe through things and using breathing techniques. And I was doing all of that, but the pain was so much that I just had to just yell sometimes. And they were all like, yeah, good, good, vocalize it. You're doing good. Um, Nick was awesome. He started, like, pushing on my hips like, like a clothes pin, and that really helped. And I was like, okay, now you need keep doing this then I needed to be fanned so my mom got this like fan that a little handheld fan that worked really well because I was sweating really bad and I was throwing up and it was not fun um but I was I was frustrated with myself for saying that like I can't do this because I knew that I could but I like couldn't access my higher self in that moment which was really hard for me to access my higher self in doing the whole thing of of pregnancy. It was like I paused myself. I felt trapped inside of myself and I couldn't like access anything more than just the human me because of the physical pain. So that's some work that I need to do is the association with the physical pain and spiritual and, and, and how it's released through a lot of that how it can work together um so once uh about seven o'clock in the morning atlas was still in the back sleeping but he woke up and my mom took him over to her house because we were on their property she took him over there and started feeding him food and by that point uh, my midwife checked me and she was like, you're getting closer. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, she's right there. It was like, you're getting closer, definitely, for sure. You don't have much more to go. But pretty much right after that, my body just started pushing, like, intensely. And she's like, whoa, whoa, you, like, don't push it, don't try. And I'm like, I'm not, my body's doing this. And, and Nick was, like, leaning on my hips, I was on my side, and my knees bent a little bit. I didn't even know there was, was going to be room for her to come out. And But at that point, my hips didn't hurt as much. She got a lot further down. And she was able to, within like five minutes of pushing, just shot her right out. <laughs> and I was able to just roll over. Oh, I opened up my legs a little bit onto my back and they put her, she plopped her up on my chest the midwife wasn't even ready for when I kept when I started pushing as soon as I started pushing she was like I'm gonna go get some more stuff in my car and she like ran and got like the oxygen tank and some other things I, I could see her doing that and, and Nick made this certain sound of like whoa like there's a head I didn't know it was gonna happen this fast like we all thought like there would be quite a bit more time my mom hadn't even made it back, and boom, no, she was out, but I could feel her helping me through it, and like, she was moving during the contractions, I was like, kind of, I was frustrated, I was like, oh my god, please stop, but she kept pushing her way through, and she really, we really worked together, she was ready to come out, um, didn't have that experience with Atlas 
think he wanted to cook a little bit longer, but we like induced it with uh, castor oil, which don't like you do it if you got to do it, but I'm never going to, I would never wish that on anybody. <laughs> um, uh, going in naturally was um, a nice experience because she was totally ready and she was I'm pushing on through and helping me and getting into the right position. She just wanted out. That's what made it so fast. And everything was good. She was good. She was healthy. And um, I could breathe again. And the contractions were happening. And I was shaking still. Uh, but that was the least of my worries. The pain was gone. It was so much nicer. Um, so that, that's, that's the birth story. And another segment of this podcast. After recording the birth story, uh, it's been about a week now, and I've gone through so many realizations (laughs) in the past few days that I thought it would be really cool to document in this podcast um, as a little extra to um, kind of just talk about a week of, or the first couple weeks um, after having a baby and what I've learned and what I'm gaining from it. Um, I think that if I went through everything that I'm learning and gaining and having realizations and light being shined on, we'd be talking for days. (laughs) But this is going to have to do for now. I'm sure I will have times that I can touch on more of it, but right now, yeah, this is where I'm at. (laughs) Um, I don't even know where to start because I haven't had time to, like, even write some of this down. I have been talking with um, Jessica Marie about it because we were, like, each other's talking journal, and she's been hearing a lot about it, and I've been able to get it out, which I highly recommend get yourself a talking journal, (laughs) get yourself a friend that you can just talk to, voice memo to, who's just there to listen, to talk back if you want advice. Otherwise, just to be like, man, you are heard. (laughs) It is uh, priceless. Anyway, um, I do have my kids around me. They're trying to fall asleep. So if there's any pauses and you hear crying, that's why. Or you can just go with me on my journey because I am a mom of two and I'm trying to normalize things. Prime example, how to give him some water for bed. <laughs> um, and Lyra is in her little swing. And I'm about to wash my face, so we'll see how much time I actually get. <sighs> Alright, first off, I want to talk about a realization that I had right before my water broke. <laughs> I did not know that it was coming. I wasn't getting any contractions. Just kind of naturally happened. But right before then, I had this realization of I've been holding myself and blocking myself from fully embracing being a mom in my heart because of what I felt a mom, what it meant to be a mom. I had a friend one time that told me when I first got pregnant with Atlas and I was talking about like, well, I don't really see myself getting daycare and I really want to take care of my kids and there's nothing wrong with any way of of parenting if you do daycare or whatever. 
Um, it was just kind of something that I didn't want to do. And I was like, well, if it came down to it and I didn't have a career already that needed that um, kind of structure. So I was just kind of talking with that friend a while ago. And she was like, yeah, I don't see you as a stay-at-home mom at all. That's not what you're meant to do. Um, and it was because she was a very career-driven woman. And she could not even fathom being a stay-at-home mom. So she was kind of, like, repelled by that idea. I was like, oh, well, she knows me, so that's probably a accurate projection. I didn't know myself as well as I should have, as well as I do now. Um, and now I know myself more as a mom. And at that time, I didn't know myself as a mom whatsoever. So I was like, okay, well, yeah, that's probably what it is then. Um, and I didn't realize how much that had affected me. Um, but just other things in life as well, where I heard so many people say, oh, I don't want to lose myself as a mom, or don't lose yourself, still have time for yourself. Yes, I'm going to always be doing that. But I think I took it too much of an extreme that I have to fully be myself and fully be a mom. And I didn't really mesh those two together to uh, overlap them to where I am a mom. And that is who I am. It's my whole identity. And it's also not my whole identity. Because I, I don't need labels of, I am a mom. I am an artist. I am a podcaster. I am pagan. I am this. I am that. Whatever it may be, I am me and this is something that I wanted to demonstrate for my kids and I didn't realize how much the mental block was holding me back when I got pregnant it rocked my world because I'm like well great I'm going to completely lose myself when I was pregnant the hormones made me feel like that made me feel that I was locked away inside of a vault that I didn't have the key didn't have access to and that everything was on pause. I don't know if I mentioned this already in the first section, but it's relevant for now as well. And it's been a week, so I'm just gonna... <laughs> Has it been a week for you, but it's been a week for me. But it felt like I was on pause. And I felt like that was going to be it for me for a while. But I really realized that and came to the conclusion of, well, I'm only gonna be a, like time they need me for everything mom for the first couple of years especially now that there's two of them they're gonna have so much fun together when they get to the age of playing and entertaining themselves what I have to do is I have to fully embrace and be like I'm not gonna be like these other kinds of moms because I'm gonna be a mom that I am I'm gonna be me as a mom it is just another part of me and I can be fully myself and be fully a mom. I don't have to change myself to become a mom. There's no set definition. This is the only way to mom. And I know that. But it was something about coming to that conclusion. And like mom kind of like sat with me weird. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I could never see myself as a mom. And especially with both of these pregnancies being not planned at all. I had an IUD with Lyra. Um, and it was taken out right away, but it was just not something that I could see as my identity. And having another one just kind of, for me, felt like a nail in a coffin a little bit. And I will admit that. 
And if anyone else is feeling that way, just know that you're not alone. But there's nothing I could do to change it because it was happening. (laughs) And I was like nine months pregnant and realizing this. It took me my whole pregnancy. And then a couple hours later, my water broke. (laughs) So that was really cool that that there was that blockage and then the water like the dam literally opened up and broke and boom (laughs) I had a baby within a couple of hours and that's an amazing thing about going into birth um naturally and again there's nothing wrong with being induced having a scheduled c-section each one of those things and many but different possibilities that could happen like with atlas i naturally induced and it was a very 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 different experience than this one and i did have a home birth and everything as you had heard it just was part of my story that i needed to have i think that any way that you have birth any way that you have pregnancy that was part of your story that needed to form you into the mom that you were meant to be And you can't fight it. You can't fight any of that. Even if I had to go into the hospital and have an emergency C-section or something. That was would have been part of my story. But this was my story. And it is immediately as soon as she was born, I felt myself again. I felt and I felt reborn from the ashes. I felt like a phoenix. She came out of me like a phoenix. She was born. And I felt like I was reborn. And Phoenix is her middle name that we decided a long time ago because she was our little spark, our little Aries that sparked so much in our life and hit us at a very low point. And I couldn't realize all the lessons I was learning during pregnancy until right then. I'm sorry, Athena. I'm pacing my house and I kicked my dog in the face. I'm also washing my face because... This is what you do when both your kids are falling asleep. <laughs> um, so that was a huge realization. And something else that I'm, I'm coming to is, well, I, a lot of things that I struggled with, I'm a big procrastinator. And I think about things, overthink things and before I do them. Whether it be a project or something in the house or um, really anything, any kind of like, event that I'm going to go to or a talk that I'm going to have with someone I really overthink it but now I don't have the time to overthink basically a week after um giving birth um I had a lot of help from family and I had help um I'm on my parents property so if I needed anything they were right there there's been a couple of times I was able to go over and take a bath and they watched the kids and it was fantastic it was great and however, Nick couldn't get off as much work as he wanted to because he just started up his business again. And um, that's his sacrifice. And my sacrifice was being able to take care of the kids um, as best as I can and being thrown into each and every day. I learned something so drastically different. The first day I was a mess. I'm like, there's no way that I can do this like that I and I felt sorry for myself I felt pity for myself I'm like this is not how it should be I was bitter and saying things like oh well with Atlas I had this time and it was the best two weeks of my life and I was able to just sit on the bed and relax and 
people brought me stuff and it was just a very different experience. Again, what I needed then, not what I needed now. Because I was pregnant for so long, as you are, the normal amount of pregnant, I couldn't do what I wanted to do and towards the end I was it was driving me crazy I just wanted to get up and do things and clean and take care of stuff but I couldn't do it I could barely walk it was so painful I was so tired and not and unmotivated even though I really wanted to take care of this stuff but now I'm like okay I have energy yes I'm healing yes I'm going to pace myself so I don't make my recover even longer but it's been a week of just every day having the kids to myself and doing stuff. I've organized the bathroom that hasn't been touched in a while. I have taken care of a bunch of trash around the, the property. I've taken care of a bunch of stuff with a kid out strapped to me and Alice running around. I've done laundry. I've done dishes. I've done. I've just not procrastinated anymore because I'm like, I'm sick and tired of just not doing things. I also have a really strong desire to get into shape, finally. And it's different this time because I want to do it for my kids. I want to be able to keep up with them. I want to be able to run around and to to have the stamina, really, just to have the stamina to have two kids. And it's not just like, oh, I want to look a certain way. And I also want to be a good example for my daughter and to love my body, no matter what it looks like in what stage. And I'm just wanting to gain strength, like a totally different person. I feel like I'm myself. I'm not changing. I'm not becoming a different person. I'm becoming who I'm meant to be. I'm becoming this strong, badass woman that has a daughter and a son and a husband and a dog and a cat. And I have dreams and passions that will come when they're meant to be me being a projector I just have to do what I'm good at and work will come to me and opportunities will come to me I had an an amazing opportunity with a client that needed a lot of work um basically like social media managing um artwork logo work just production kind of work and she needed a lot of things done like the week before Lyra was born. And we're like, we gotta get this done before baby's here. And they were blessed me with an extra like baby bonus um, than what I was gonna get paid from that. And that is was amazing. They're like, oh, this is so cool. Like, right? Everything works out the way it's supposed to. And I'm taking this time to really, really sit, sit with myself and not go down to a lower vibration of the 3D. That's something that Jessica and I have come to those, the, the wordage of verbiage of not going into the 3D because it's just a lower vibration and noticing when we're in that lower vibration of the woe is me or bitterness or anything that's not love and joy and um, peace is not serving us, not serving our higher good. And when you feel like you can't access your higher self and we've been like, I've been dipping into that so deeply, (laughs) but being able to pull myself back up, I had an analogy an analogy, a metaphor. I think that's what it is. I had a metaphor uh, today that for the past two years, I've really been saying like, Oh, the 
world, not the world. Okay, let's see. Reining it back in. The metaphor of life being we're on a river. And this river analogy has changed the past two years so many different times, just as life changes so many different times. Goodness, this baby needs to get out of this thing. Um, so life has changed so much. Sorry. Baby was um, in the swing and her neck was like a little scrunched up. And since Atlas is asleep now, I'm going to go ahead and get her out of the swing. So you might be hearing coo sounds and everything. But we'll see. She'll probably want a nurse. Anyway, with my uh, analogy. Ooh. So I was saying that life is like a river. That every twist and turn, you can't foresee what's going to happen. And you just have to kind of ride the boat. And when we were moving into the camper, I had the analogy of, okay, we're on this big boat with a bunch of stuff and we're drowning. Okay, we just need to start getting rid of things. And we're throwing things overboard. And Nick's trying to steer. And I'm trying to go through everything. And we're just trying to work on this together. We're bringing another baby in to this boat. And then it's like, okay, nope. Now (laughs) we need to just throw the boat away. Throw the boat in the analogy way at least and go with life and and as if we're swimming the river be in the river swimming in the river and just be be, don't go against the flow as much don't try to steer just try to flow it and then it turned into just be the water (laughs) if you're the water you have you have to go with the flow i did an analogy like this the flow with the river Um, that you can go and listen to. But then it has now for me switched to being in an ocean. And when you're learning to swim, you've got a lot more shallow water and you can just stand up and you're like, okay, I'm fine. But you've worked on the, your muscles, you're swimming, you're a lot better at it. You're a lot more knowledgeable. You know what to expect. So you jump into the deep end of this ocean and you just start swimming and And you can't let yourself fall because if you let yourself fall, there's an infinite amount of darkness to go down. You have to trust yourself. You have to trust God. You have to trust the universe that they will hold you, that you can hold yourself, that you have the strength. God's not going to let you fall. And you just have to go. There's infinite potential going around everywhere um, in any direction and just knowing and trusting. And that's really where I'm at right now. And I'm loving it. Well, you know what? With that, I think I'm just going to wrap it up. Sorry for the, like, face washing sounds. I just re-listened to that, and that sounded disgusting. So I promise to never wash my face while I podcast again. I can't guarantee that I won't pace because it is a really good way for me to be able to process everything I'm saying. Um, Because this is kind of just an update on where I've been, what I've been doing, a life update. I'm not going to do a tarot um, because I'm just, I'll leave that for the next one where we can just kind of like tap into the collective energy. Maybe I'll start off with a tarot and we can kind of boost it up from there. But with that being said, I look forward to being able to talk to you guys again. I'm going to try to get back onto that every other week schedule I think that doing it this way is manageable and I have a lot of things to say and to discuss and to talk about and I'm just going to kind of record them as they come 
I might be uh, nursing during a lot of them, but um, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for going along this journey, and I look forward to where the rest of this will go. Have a great one, everybody. Bye.